Hello again, everybody. Welcome again to another Blessed Wims Bible Message podcast. Another wonderful two weeks on this planet, circling the sun with the moon circling us and all of this stuff that the Lord gave us. Thank you, Lord, for all the gifts that you've given us. This is an amazing, amazing place that you've given us to spend our lives, to spend our chance to show you how much we love you. So I was talking to a couple people, and one of them asked me, where am I going when I die? And I responded back to them, well, I'm not sure. Where do you think you're going when you die? And they said to me, they said, well, I'm baptized, so... I'm pretty sure I'm going to heaven. Then they said to me, but I've done some pretty bad things. Will they still allow me there? If I walk into a church, I feel like lightning might strike me. And I laughed. And I said, well, I'm not sure if lightning will strike you or not. And I think I know what to tell you about knowing where you're going. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And they looked at me and said, well, like I said, I am baptized. And I said, well, that's that's great. But when you reached adulthood, when you reached the age where you knew right from wrong, which is also some people call the age of accountability, when you reached that age, did you determine that you were going to give your life to Jesus Christ or any time since then? Have you made that determination? And they said, well, no, I, not really. So, well, now's a great time to do that. Now's a great time to give your life to Christ. Those bad things that you did, if you give your life to Jesus Christ, they're forgiven. He died on a cross for us. In fact, one of the people that was hanging on a cross next to him was a criminal. And he rebuked the other criminal and asked Jesus to remember him. And this is how the verse went in Luke 32, 41 through 33. And indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. By this man he was talking about Jesus. It was the man on the cross next to him. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. So Jesus, that minute, hanging on the cross, not only forgave everybody that was there that crucified him, when he told his Father in heaven, Father, forgive them for what they do, he forgave the person, the criminal, on the cross next to him. Jesus forgives everybody if we ask him to. It doesn't matter all the bad things we did. What matters is giving our lives to Christ and Jesus didn't come to this earth to save the righteous. He didn't come to this earth to save the people that were following the Jewish law at the time. And this is all in several verses of the Bible. He came to this earth to save the sinners, to save you and me, to give us God's grace. And all he asks is that we follow him. Romans 5:18 through 21 Therefore as one trespass led to condemnation for all men so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men So right there he's talking about Adam One trespass Adam and Eve they trespassed 
And because of that, all men knew sin. And one act of righteousness, Jesus going to the cross for us, a righteous man, taking all of our sin. Verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came to increase the trespass. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through the righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is amazing. Through grace, through God's grace, he has forgiven us for all the things that we've done. All of them. Divorce, thievery, coveting, false idols. All of these things were gone when we gave our lives to Jesus Christ. Every single one of them. So it's not too late. As long as you are drawing a breath, accept Jesus Christ. You'll be a better person for it too. You'll become a blessing to your family members. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses he is saved. In your heart, and Jesus knows your heart and God knows your heart. In your heart, if you know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you know that God raised him from the dead, you're going to be saved. With your mouth, tell people that you're saved. Spread the good word. Spread the word of good, not evil. If you would like to accept Jesus Christ right now, or reaffirm your commitment, repeat after me. Lord, thank you for sending your only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for us. So that we can be saved. I have sinned and I am sorry. I repent from my sins and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I invite the Holy Spirit to dwell inside me. I will listen to that still small voice and choose good over evil. In Jesus' name, Amen. And that's really a key. You need to turn away from sin and you need to repent. You need to listen to that still small voice that's going to guide you, which is the Holy Spirit, guide you to do the right things. Acts 3.19 Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Blotted out! The Lord is going to blot them out. He's going to forget them. He is an amazingly forgiving God. He doesn't hold grudges. As I've said in previous podcasts, He wants to get to know you, but He can't hear you when you have sin. 
The devil will try to convince you that it's a bad idea to repent. He may put roadblocks in your way. He may even want you to return to that lifestyle. Keep your eyes forward on Jesus. Be like Peter in that boat during the storm when Jesus came walking up on water. Be like Peter. Keep your eyes on Jesus and step out of that boat and walk towards him. Peter walked on water. He brought himself up above all the troubles of this earth and this life because he was following Jesus. Only when he lost sight of Jesus and he started to notice all the things around him in the world did he start to sink. But who was there? Who was there to pick him up? It was Jesus. It's just like that famous poem about footsteps in the sand. And during your tough times, there was only one set of footprints. And why were there only one set of footprints? That's because Jesus had been walking along with you during the good times. And during the bad times, he was picking you up and carrying you. Jesus will carry you through when you accept him as your Lord and Savior. He will carry you through. Don't be like Lot's wife in Genesis. This was Sodom and Gomorrah. God sent some angels to go save Lot and his family before God planned on raining fire on Sodom and Gomorrah for all the evil things that have happened in those cities, all the ungodly things that were going on. And as they were fleeing Sodom and Gomorrah, he gave one instruction. Don't look back. Genesis 19, 24 through 26. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But Lot's wife behind him looked back and became a pillar of salt. I believe the message that there is don't look back at your past life. Don't look back. Repent from your sins. Repent from the evil ways. And don't look back. Keep your eyes forward. Keep your eyes focused on the good, godly way. And just like Peter, if you start to sink in the ways of the world again, or the trials and tribulations are becoming hard to get through, cry out to Jesus. He'll reach his hand out. He'll lift you up out of the world. He'll lift you out of the waves. Find your support by reading the Bible and attending church. This is how we talk to God. We talk to God through the Bible. God gave us the Bible. The Bible's known as the Word. And you'll hear a lot of people say, you got to get into the Word. They're talking about reading the Bible. They're talking about reading Scripture. Just like plants need water to survive, we need to be watered by the living water of Jesus. If we drink his water, we'll never thirst again. John 4.14 But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You will have a spring of water inside you. The Holy Spirit will provide you and give you sustenance. 
continue reading the word. I was asked then, does that mean I have to be perfect? Nobody is perfect. There was one guy and he died on a cross for us. One guy in all of history that was perfect without sin. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. We all have sinned. Does this mean that now that you've accepted Jesus Christ, you can never sin again? It means you should try not to sin again. It means you should work on listening to your still small voice in your head. God knows where your heart is. Jesus knows what's in your heart. So if you're making decisions that benefit you and not necessarily a good godly way, the only person that you're fooling is yourself. God will know. But sometimes we get overwhelmed because it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle between good and evil. The Bible talks about it repeatedly in many ways. We need to do the good godly things and avoid the things that may make us happy, but do not please God. Some of the things that I've noticed about some of those things that make me happy in the short run weren't making me happy for the long term. There's a great deal of joy and peacefulness that come with doing godly things. Since I've turned away from sin and repented, many people have noticed I'm a much happier person now. I'm much calmer. The storms of life don't affect me anywhere near like they did in the past. I become very slow to anger. And that's really important because what I discovered when I was getting angry, even back then when I, when I didn't have control and I didn't understand that this was a spiritual battle, the only person that had to deal with that anger was actually me. My family saw it. My family saw that occasionally I had anger. And every once in a while, my family, and I apologize to them, each and every one of them, that they got the brunt of my anger, and it affected them in a poor manner. My sins affected other people. And I didn't like that. But I didn't understand what it was. In that process, I developed a healthy fear of God. I know, I know. Wait a minute, you're saying how great God is and how good he is and everything else. What do you mean a fear of God? And you'll hear people occasionally talk about a fear of God. What do they mean? I fear not being in God's presence. I fear that if I do things wrong, knowingly do things wrong, that I don't hear that still small voice. And that I may spend eternity outside of God's life. And that's a healthy fear. That's a healthy fear for all of us because it keeps us on the straight and narrow. Matthew 7, 13-14 Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only few find it. That still small voice is there. If you're listening, it's there to keep you on that narrow road. It keeps us grounded 
It tells me how to vote. It tells me how to live my life. It tells me what things I should and should not do. And as I listen more, I hear more. And I don't ever want to lose that. I don't ever want to lose the friendship that I have with God. It's like he's my best friend. He's the one I turn to. And I know some people think, well, that's that's weird. You know, you're afraid of losing a friendship with God. They don't view it as something tangible. But many people go through life afraid of losing their job, their spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend. But many never fear losing that intimate relationship with God. And we're just dust in the wind. We're only going to be on this planet for a little while. We got one shot, one shot to prove to God that we love him and that he's our friend. And then we got the rest of eternity to spend that time with him. I challenge all of you. Ask yourself, what have I done today to bring myself closer to my best friend, God? Have you spoken to your best friend today? Have you told him how much you appreciate the things he's done for you? Have you asked him to help you with the things that you need help with? Some of the other things you want to do now that you have accepted God, find a church. Some place you can go and be with others that are trying to live a godly life. Remove yourself from the bad influences. Remove yourself from the people, places, or things that are causing you to make ungodly decisions. These things are of the devil. Iron sharpens iron. Be with the people that are going to help sharpen you. Lord, thank you again for allowing me to do this podcast. Lord, thank you for telling me the things that you want me to say. And Lord, I continue to thank you that this podcast goes out to the one person that needs it, whoever that may be. The one person that needs this podcast will hear it. Lord, and we pray for all of their salvations, Lord. And Lord, we pray that your peace and your grace and your mercy come down on the earth. Lord, and we all pray that the Holy Spirit fills our hearts and fills our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to another Blessed Ones Bible Message podcast. Remember to hit like and subscribe. And we'll see you again in two weeks. Have a blessed two weeks.